Welcome to Karura's weekly podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time to journey with us. We hope your spiritual life will be transformed as you listen in. We start in three, two, one. So happy new year again. Um, this is a new year, new things as we are seeing already, um, the changes that are there. And there, there are probably many, many changes that have happened. Um, last, last week, as I said before, there was the testimony Sunday. We, it was wonderful hearing the testimonies and the, and, 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 the, and the triumphs and, and the reality that God had carried people right through into this new year. Um, so, you know, 2022 has now started. 2022, we are moving forward. Are you looking forward? We'll, 2022, we are moving forward. What are you hoping for? What are the things that are in your mind? What would you want to be different in the year 2022? I want to quickly look at just two sides of this. I'm sure you, all of us have been thinking about, you know, this, uh, some of these are the things that we want. I want to look at two sides of it. Firstly, just looking at the circumstances that are around us. Those things that are external that we are not necessarily in to- total control over. You know, right now we have the issues of COVID um, that, that, you know, are still hanging over us like a, like a cloud. You know, there's threatening, threatening to explode now and then anytime. You know, should we completely relax? You know, a lot of us are feeling relaxed because Omicron doesn't seem to be so serious. But I pray that you will continue to be cautious um, because this is, uh, you know, you might be feeling that this thing is not very serious, but then it's you that gets caught up in it. And we don't want to be coming to get you in a hospital. Um, Neither do we want you to be a person that has carried it to somebody else who may suffer in the wrong way. Let us love one another. Let us be a blessing to others. Um, but those are things that, you know, in a sense, we don't control what is happening there. Um, the, this year is 2022, the election year. Already campaigns Zimachacha, and we are realizing, you know, people are already getting very hot. Um, we can see the the, 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 the the clouds that are showing that this is just what happens in every every five-year cycle in Kenya. We have elections and things go quite chaotic. And it really negatively affects many people. It affects the economy. There are all sorts of things that can happen in this, in, in this year. And there might be other things. Different ones of us are looking at and seeing the circumstances in our lives. And, and they're different. And there might be other things that are, that are really disturbing you. But the problem is when we look at the things that are external to us, those things that um, are the circumstances around us, mostly there's very little that we can personally do about those things. And it's easy then to end up with a victim mentality, you know? Um, you know, that, that somehow I'm just a target of all these things that are happening. And, you know, poor me, all of this is happening to me. And if only this wasn't happening, my life would be okay. And, and, and all of that. And, and you know, it, yeah, as we're looking to 2022, you know, it might be, by the way, if we are lucky, things will work out. Things will be good. Um, Actually, even 2021 and 2020 was very good. Some people really did well during those years. But what what happens if if those external circumstances are not not so good? Now, what is it that we can do? You know, other than being part of choosing the next government, you know, by, you know, the government that we'll have from August by casting our votes, most of us have very little control over the things that are going on, you know, the stuff that is happening around us, the drought and the sun and, and any the other thing that is going on. I mean, I can't even control the color of my hair. You know, the, the way my beards are going grayer and grayer. You know, all of those things, these are, these are things that are, going, that, that are going on. 
And yes, we might try to paint over um, these things and, and sort of make it look as if it's okay, but you don't help by covering up what is, what is messed up. You have to deal with reality. What is it that you can do when we're thinking about our environment? What can you do about your external realities? I think there are just two things that you can do. The first one is pray. Pray. And I'm glad that we are starting, you know, from tomorrow, this season of prayer. If we've got to learn to differentiate the things that you have power to engage and those things that you, you have hope only that they will change, but you really personally can't do very much about them. Remember that what you cannot do, God can. God can do it. So bring it to the Lord. Invite him in, into that situation. The second thing that you can do is to make the contribution that you can. You know, clarify, you know, what it is that is in your sphere of influence. Things that you can do something about and, and do that. Influence that. And, and some of us have been different levels. We, we can influence more. Others of us can influence less. Let's influence what we can in our sphere of influence. If you want a clean environment, you know, don't litter. That has been one of the challenges of, the, of this season, you know, seeing people throwing stuff out of the window, out of the out of, uh, windows of their cars, and you just feel, wow, you know, what is this going to do to, the, to, to our environment? It leaves the place unclean. So don't litter. Influence those around you not to litter. You know, be a person that is, that is using what you, what, what you have, the place that you have of influence to make that difference. You know, use less plastic. Encourage other people to, to do the same. The second way that you can look at the year 2022 is to focus on you. Focus on you. You know, what kind of person are you going to be? What kind of person are you going to become in the year 2022? Will you be one that breaks down, you know, whenever something really negative happens? You know, I think of, think about, you know, running the, the, the steeplechase, which, you know, very unfortunately, last year we lost it for the first time in a very long time. Um, the steeplechase at the Olympics. But those runners at that level, they make those barriers look really easy. You see some guys, they're just coming up to that barrier, they just jump over, they look, they look so easy, but they're not. They really aren't. You know, we had steeplechase in high school, and I can tell you, those barriers are no joke. You know, I've seen runners, runners who come right up to the barrier, and, and they stutter, and then they crash into it. Um, I've, I've, I've seen others, you know, they use the barriers as, as stepping stones. You know, they just step on it first and then, and then they jump forward. Others just jump over it. And then, you know, some others, they come up to the thing and, you know, when you're tired, they just climb over, you know, like it's, like it's a big thing. The good thing with the steeplechase barriers, you can hold them so you can climb over. I don't know what kind of, 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 of steeplechase runner you think I might have been, um, but but the reality is that you and I are running a race like this. You know, in this world, we face many, many hurdles. And the question is, will you be that person who stutters and stops when you face the hurdle? Or will you jump over it? Or even just climb over it, but keep going because there's an end. There's a place you want to get to in the end. I remember how the idea of the water jump um, was, 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 you know, it would freak out some of the most, some of the best runners. You know, you'd find that they did not want to get wet. 
Well, fear of what can be on the other side of that hurdle, you know, what can happen on the other side of the hurdle, will, will that stop you? You know, or will you accept that actually, you know, getting wet is part of life. It's part of life. You know, you've been wet before, and after all, you're going to have a shower at the end of the race, aren't you? Um, so, you know, why not just keep on going? You know, dealing with you, dealing with you, that inside, dealing with yourself, that is something that you have power over. This is something that you can do something about. And, and out of this, you can have some amazing, amazing results. You know, in the Bible, we have the, the letter to the Philippians written by the Apostle Paul. And as you read it, you can see that Paul's external circumstances were really hard really hard at the time that he was writing this letter. He was in prison and on top of being in prison there was a threat of death that was hanging over him. And the people who should have been on his side, you know, some of them were going out there and they were talking things, they were saying things, they were preaching in ways so that they would put him in even more trouble. And then now as he receives the letter from Philippi, he's getting reports about how two of the leaders of a church that he had been part of starting were fighting and they were tearing the church apart. Now this would be the stuff of nightmares. You know, the things that you've done are being torn apart. These, my, your own circumstances are getting messed up. And for many of us, having a situation like this, it would keep us awake at night. It, it would be a reason perhaps even to slide into depression. Yet in the midst of all of this, his testimony as he gives it in Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13, is powerful. You know, he's saying thank you for the gift that they had sent him. And then he just continues to say this. In verse 11, he says, I'm not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And right there we see his secret. This is what makes a difference in his life. This is what strengthens him. It is Jesus Christ, the one who gives him strength. You know, sometimes things around us are just dark. They're just really, really dark. Other times, by the way, there can be so much light. There's light everywhere and things are just looking wonderful. But no matter the circumstances, what Paul is saying, doesn't matter what circumstances are present in his life, there can be the same joy. No matter the hindrances, the progress towards, you know, a truly meaningful goal, a productive life, a fruitful life that makes a difference. All of this can be guaranteed, is guaranteed and unshakable. Now you read this letter. It's just, it's just amazing. This guy was in prison and he could see that his life goals were being accomplished. I mean, he even says, you know, even the prison warders, they can see, you know, I'm in here because of Christ and I, and I have ministry among them. Um, people are preaching so that they can put him in trouble and, and he's looking at that and he's seeing that his goals are continuing to be accomplished. The things that he once achieved were still being accomplished. He had aligned his life with Jesus Christ and with that, nothing on the outside, nothing outside of himself could bring him down. And in that, he had a driving purpose that he could keep on going on a road that he would never fail. You know, for some of us in the year 2020 and 2021, those years have been years that 
we can we hope that we would forget that it would be gone and gone and gone they've been hard they've been hard you know people who we valued are gone the jobs or businesses or savings that we had fixed our hopes on these things have been shaken you know and and perhaps you're just hoping and praying that the circumstances of this year will be so much better and yes i encourage you and encourage us all to pray to ask god for better circumstances this is this is what we this is the only thing we can do relating to those things that are outside of our control but let's learn also from paul let's learn from paul you can have a powerful and life that that succeeds no matter what else is going on around you no matter what the circumstances are you can have a life that is full of joy and satisfaction a life that is powered from the inside of who you are completely independent of what is happening around you you know god doesn't say that he's going to eliminate all the problems that will come into your life but he does promise you this that he will be with you through it all and in him you can be productive you can have an inner joy and stamina that enables your life to continue to be fruitful no matter what the circumstances are even in the midst of problems that would crush other people you can thrive you can still be strong you can be going strong through him who strengthens you would you like your life to be meaningful truly meaningful you know powerful to produce something that also is meaningful that lasts on um, and makes a real difference focus on your connection with god focus on your connection with god you know this year as a church you've already heard our focus um is you and i people becoming disciples people who are growing and 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 how we must grow closer to god we must be more fruitful ultimately our desire is for fruitfulness productivity in our lives focus 2022 becoming disciples rooted and fruitful and this morning i want to to challenge us to make 2022 a year of fruitfulness make 2022 a year of fruitfulness independent of whatever circumstances might come our theme passage for this is john chapter 15 verses 1 to 17 and i i want to read the whole of the passage even though we are only going to focus on three of the verses in this sermon it's jesus who is speaking on the on his last night just before he was going to be um crucified on the night before he was with his disciples and in the middle of that night um he says this he says to them i am the true vine and my father is the gardener He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. as the father has loved me so have i loved you remain now remain in my love if you keep my commands you will remain in my love just as i have kept my father's commands and remain in his love 
I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. As I said, I'm going to focus just on three verses, 5, 8, and 16. So firstly, just looking at verse 5 as we see what Jesus has to say. You know, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And, and actually, from the whole of this passage, you know that Jesus is really talking about your design for fruitfulness. God wants you to be fruitful. Your design for fruitfulness. He's using this metaphor um, about this vine and he's telling you something about yourself. He's telling me something about myself that I am made for fruitfulness. You want your life to matter? God wants your life to matter. God wants your life to make a difference. Guys, any farmer knows that, that the branches of the vine are designed to bear fruit. Any that is not bearing fruit is of no use. It's cut off. You know, so that's what we are made for. You weren't made for med mediocrity or victimhood. You were made for fruitfulness. This is a reality. You know, this is, the, you know, you know, early last year, we, we, we learned from, from, from the scriptures, you know, that you are made for more than what you are living right now. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 is what really captures this. It was the theme verse for that, for that, for that season at the beginning of last year. You know, the Bible there says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know, God wasn't just making you and me and, and sort of saying, let's see what this one can do. And, and let's see what that one can do. No, he designed you on purpose for a purpose, a purpose that connects you deeply to the deepest part of your nature because you are designed for it, a, a purpose that we are connected to as we connect with Jesus Christ. And please remember that we connect with our design purpose as we connect with Jesus. He is the vine, you are a branch. Fruitfulness in life requires that, you know, you be linked to Jesus Christ, very closely linked. You know, a branch has no life of its own. Its life is given by its connection to the vine. You know, in the book that we did at the end of last year, 40 Days of Love campaign, um, the book was called Relationship Principles of Jesus by Tom Holliday. On day 34, um, Tom writes this. He says, Jesus knew how to make things astonishingly, profoundly simple. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. It's a simple picture communicating the two things we need to remember each day if we're going to live the great life that God intends for us. He is the vine, we are the branches. And then a little later on, he says, same day, Jesus uses a powerful image to describe the satisfying, significant life he intends for you to live. That your life will bear 
fruits. You know, no one has a problem-free life, but Jesus intends for us all to live a fruitful life. This life starts with remembering these two things. I am a branch, and Jesus is the vine. Another thing that we see here is a promise. You know, so long as we remain deeply connected to the vine, to Jesus, the promise isn't just a little fruit. You know, I've been, I've been struggling with, with a mango tree that we have in our compound that produces a lot of leaves and flowers. But the mangoes are, are very, very, very few. You know, I'm just not happy with that tree. It's more now, it's become more of a decorative tree than a, than a fruit tree. But the, but the promise of Jesus is not kidogo fruitfulness. He says you will bear much fruit, much fruit. You know, becoming disciples is a call to fruitful living. That's what we are made for. And when we are fruitful, there's a depth of joy and contentment, satisfaction that is present in our hearts. And we come to verse 8, which says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So again, we see here, God wants you to be very fruitful. Not just fruitful, but very fruitful. Fruitfulness is one of the proofs. That's the additional thing that is here in that verse. It's one of the proofs of our discipleship, of the fact that we follow Jesus. In fact, in, in that whole passage from chapter 13 to 17, where Jesus is, is talking to his friends on that last night um, in the book of John, um, he speaks only of two proofs about our discipleship. The first one he gave in, in John chapter 13, verse 35, he says, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And that is something that we'll come back to. But the other one is, you know, um, you, when you bear much fruit, you show yourselves to be my disciples. It's a proof of our discipleship. And, and so, you know, God wants you to bear fruit, and that must become something that you yourself are connecting to. And then verse 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. God wants you to have lasting fruit. You know, a life that has impact beyond this world. Fruitfulness that doesn't just disappear when, you know, these bodies of ours go into dust. Um, an impact of life that doesn't just become meaningless into the future. Remember that you have been chosen for a purpose. And here it is that we are being told that you might bear fruit. Jesus' goal for you is impact beyond life. And right next to that, he says something else that is amazing, a powerful promise right there. When we abide in him, when the sap that drives our lives and, and produces the fruit is the sap that comes from the vine, from the true vine, from Jesus Christ, something amazing happens. He says, you know, so that whatever we ask in his name is ours. It's a guarantee in terms of a powerful prayer. Why? Because God wants your life to be successful. You know, that's what glorifies him. Success in your own life. Now, obviously, you know, I have to say this, that you must recognize that using the name of Jesus is not, is not a type of magic word, you know? We end our prayer with, with Jesus and it's going to be okay. In fact, by the way, the second of the Ten Commandments tells us that we should never misuse God's name. And so we, 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 we are aligning ourselves 
with God. And, and what this is, is it's based on being connected to Jesus, being a branch that is connected to the vine, driven by what drives him. And this is the promise, whatever we ask. You know, God is going to empower you. God is going to give you what you need and what you ask as you walk connected, connected to the vine. Now, if you made walking closer to God a key resolution for the year 2022, you've made the right decision. That's the path to fruitfulness, to a meaningful life. So how can you make this year fruitful? How can you make your year fruitful? And there are two things that I think are essential. We'll probably be looking at a number of things as we go forward, but two things that I want to just mention here that are essential. The first one is alignment. It is connectedness. It is rootedness. How well are you connected and engaged to Jesus Christ? You know, are you connected like a fruitful branch is always connected to the vine? You know, is the fruit that you will produce in life, the fruit that reflects the nature of the vine. I mean, after all, the fruit of the vine, you know, always carries the nature of the vine. You don't plant grapes and expect passion fruit. What kind of fruit are you chasing after? What are the, what are, what are the kind of fruit is, is it that you want out of your life? Are you looking and you're thinking, you know, from God, I want eternity, but from life, this life now, I want, I want, I want, and you're chasing after. If you don't have the right goals in life, you're going to miss the target. You know, for example, if you're, if you're planning on a road trip to Mombasa, um, but in the meantime, you're thinking you really, really like the road to Nakuru, because after all, the scenery, eh? um, the Rift Valley, my goodness, you know, the, the, the views there are fantastic. Can you do both at the same time? No. You know, if, if your aim is to get to Mombasa, you haven't even started if you're not on Mombasa Road. You haven't even started. And in the same way, you aren't started on the road to a successful life that God has planned for you unless you've aligned yourself with God unless your definition of success and the things that you're looking for are the same things that God defines as successful, as a fulfilling life. Then you'll be headed on the same road. You'll be aligned. I mean, guys, if you've decided that successful living is, is all about, you know, you know, this life, I just want to have comfort. I want to have money. I want to be able to, you know, all of these things that money can buy. You'll spend all your effort chasing those things. You'll be chasing after that almighty shilling or dollar or whatever currency you prefer. You'll be chasing all those opportunities. You'll be chasing that person or whatever. Yet deep in your heart, deep in your heart, in my heart, is a desire to have a truly meaningful life. A life that matters. A life that has not just moments of pleasure and thing, hey, that day I enjoyed, but a depth of joy and satisfaction at, being, at seeing the success of our lives. The Bible says that God has set eternity in the human heart. He has put it in us. And we, we long you know, that, that, that our lives will be meaningful, that they'll have more meaning beyond even, even this life. Now, if that's the success you want, you've got to get on the right road. And it's the better road. It's the better road. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. You know, it's not a path that does not recognize that we live here in this world and that it, when we are in this world, we have needs, we need resources. And in fact, even some of the things that God wants us to, to do require 
resources, you know, but, but you have to be on the right road. God recognizes all your needs. He knows them. What you need to do is to first focus on this. Get on the right road. Get your life aligned in the right direction. If eternity is important to you, if a life that is deep and that has true, strong and fruitful meaning um, in, in, in it, you know, beyond life, if that is the thing that you want, you must learn from the one who holds eternity, the one who holds your design, the one who understands who you are and what fruitfulness will look like for you. That's why starting next Sunday, not next Sunday, rather, the first Sunday in February, we're going to have a special series, a spiritual emphasis campaign that is about redefining success according to Jesus. And I want to invite you just to start preparing your minds and hearts for this. You know, because Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And so if we want our hearts to be aligned with God, we've got to start aligning ourselves and, and treasuring the things that that he treasures. We've got to clarify what it is that is important for us. So you don't want to miss this. Um, we want to walk together. It'll impact, it'll impact your life for sure. I actually don't know any better way to start a year than to, than to align ourselves in the path of the Almighty, of the eternal creator, the one who has made us, the one who desires for us successful lives, fruitful lives, satisfactory lives, a life that that makes a real, real difference. The second thing um, that we must do, so first align, connect close with, with God and his purposes. The second, you know, walking together with others. We need to walk together. You know, there's a saying, if you want to go fast, walk alone. If you want to go far, walk with others. Walk with others. Life is not a sprint. So it's not about your speed. If we want to go far and achieve much, we must, must walk with others. You know, many resolutions fail because, because they're Lone Ranger resolutions. I'm just going to do this by myself. You know, there are some things that you can be successful on your own, but there's for sure so, so much more that you would be able to achieve when you walk together with others. There's such richer success as we walk with others. And actually, we can see right in our, in our theme passage, um, this call to walk together, to walk with others. In John chapter 15, verse 12, Jesus says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. How did Jesus love his disciples? He walked with them. He walked together with them as a community. You know, and, and really cared about their, their issues. Verse 17 is the end of that passage, and it's a reinforcement. It says, this is my command, love each other. You know, when you take that image of the vine and the branches that Jesus has just given us, what is happening here is that we are being reminded we are branches together. It's not just individual branches. We are branches also together, connected to the vine together. So we must support each other. We need each other. You know, and this is how we enable us. We enable each other to live those powerful, those fruitful lives that God has designed that we might live you know, any of us who fall separate, anyone who is out on their own, is in the process of drying up. You can do nothing of true value on your own. God designed us to need one another. I wonder whether you know that how much, you know, 
this is in the New Testament. You know, there are 58 times, according to, to Rick Warren. Um, I haven't counted them myself, but, you know, 58 times that the New Testament talks about things that we must do together to and for one another. Love one another, serve one another, pray for one another, and so on. And there's one, one another passage that I want to, to bring us to as we, as we look at, at this at the beginning of, of the year. Um, it's in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25, and we're thinking about fruitfulness. Um, the, the passage says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. It starts here with the one who promised, with Jesus Christ. In, in fact, it's not just the start, it's the meat of it all. It's the center of it's, it, you know, our connection with Jesus. Jesus at the center of our lives, as the goal of our lives, the center of our hopes. Um, this is where we must align ourselves. And then verse 24, it goes on. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day approaching. Spur one another on. It's not just about Sundays, but it's about community, you know, where you can talk openly with each other. You can keep each other, you know, going on the path of, of fruitfulness. Keep them, keep each other running forward on the things that we ought to be. You know, when we're in relationship with a group of other Christians, you know, you, you want to be in relationships where you can actually be real. You can be totally sure. Um, this is the only reason why you can be real is that you're, you're, you're feeling safe there. You know, so sure that you won't get rejected or judged or condemned. You won't be the subject of gossip. But instead, what you get is encouragement. It's strengthening. It's support. And this is how our community life groups are designed. And I pray that this is how, if you're in a community life group, that this is how yours works. And, and, and if you're not feeling secure in your in your group, please talk about it with a leader or talk about it with Pastor Martin um, and, and we'll work together to help. Now, of course, our expectation is, we have no expectation that any group is going to be absolutely perfect. Because why? Because no one is perfect, including you. And just your presence there is bringing something that is not quite right into that group. But yet, you know, we grow together. We spur one another on to be better. And one of the things that groups help with is helping each other keep on doing the thing that we should to keep the fire of passion burning. You know, a burning log, if you separate it from, 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 the, others, um, from the other logs in the fire, how it goes very quickly. It just goes off. It dies off. And it's important, just it's, it's a reminder, it's really important for us to retain passion if we're ever going to try and complete something. Over the long haul, we have to stay passionate. You know, someone has said, nothing great is ever accomplished without enthusiasm. You need passion to finish. That's my own personal experience, by the way. Once you lose passion, your enthusiasm, if it's disappeared, it's so easy to stop and to give up. You guys probably know how, how enthusiastic you can be when you're starting something new. I mean, any one of us who has made our New Year's resolutions, you know, January 1, excitement. You know, what is going to happen? These are the things I'm going to be achieving. I'm going to be on this diet. I'm on a new Bible reading plan. I'm going to fulfill this or the other. It's easy to be excited for the first few weeks. But then we lose our excitement. And our desire for change starts to fizzle. 
Guys, we are in a lone ranger culture. That's the culture of the world around us. And the devil loves it because it is so easy to knock us down when it's just one by one by one. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12 tells us the power of being together with others. It says the one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. There is strength and effectiveness when we walk together in community. There are many other things that we can do to help each other when we are walking together. One one way is is to help people not get distracted when you see someone is is uh, he had this particular goal and then he's chasing this goal and this goal and that goal because he just saw them. You know to be away from those rabbit trails so that they can they can stay focused on the things that we've decided are central. And and the other thing we must do is help each other get back on track. Because we fall. And when we've fallen it's easy to give up or to despair but the bible says this in galatians 6:1 it says brothers and sisters if someone is caught in a sin you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently we are to get each other back on track god's word says that each of us belongs to all the others we need each other we change better when we are walking together we we change faster we change more permanently when we are walking in community is power when we walk in community pity the one the bible says who is walking alone make your 2022 a year of fruitfulness that's my prayer for you i pray that you will embrace that prayer that your life will be fruitful no matter what else is happening out there or no matter what else is going on around you that your life will be truly Now if you made walking closer to God one of your key resolutions of 2022 you've made the right decision if you haven't yet done it this is something that you must do now you please do it right now make that decision today so tell God you know Lord this year I want to live closer to you I want to walk closer with you and have a truly productive and fruitful life the life that God you empower tell him then focus on making your connection your alignment with Jesus Christ rich and true he is the vine you are the branch so pray read your bible interact with other christians get engaged in the things that god wants you to do so that the sap that is driving your life is the life-giving sap that comes from the true vine from Jesus Christ are you a member of our community life group You know there's something that we can all do any of us actually if, if you're not in ICLG getting together with a few Christian friends and committing yourselves to walk together and I'd say you know please just share share your resolutions with one another share those resolutions the things that we want to we want to achieve especially those things that are driven from the inside and pray for each other and see how you can support each other so we can actually achieve these things and live fruitful lives in 2022 You know Jesus's promise in these passages this is what we've seen connected with him and in him connected with others you will bear much fruit fruit that will last Oh Father in heaven we are here before you as a people and we are starting the year 2022 Lord I know that in, in this group in this in this community that has gathered both physically and online 
there is a mix of us there are people who are feeling pain right now going through times of difficulty and pain wondering about how their lives can be meaningful in their circumstances um lord there are others who maybe have been enjoying and thinking that uh, by themselves they are a power unto themselves but there is this reality lord that truly we are not masters of our circumstances we can never be we're so dependent on what happens in the world around us we pray lord that you will help in those external things we ask your help those things that we have no control and then we invite you in for those internal things and i pray for each and every one of us lord that truly we will be connected to this fruitful powerful life that is ours in Christ Jesus this this life that Paul was able to talk about i thank you lord for my own experience in this life and i pray for each and every one of us who is here that lord you will help us to be in 2022 so deeply connected to you lord jesus that the empowerment for our lives will truly be the holy spirit in us god in us our hope of glory this is your promise that you will walk together with us and if we abide in you you will abide in us for sure your sap will drive our lives and make our lives so fruitful so powerful i pray lord for fruitfulness in each person's life i pray for fruitfulness for us as a community i pray that your blessing will be present in us i pray lord that you will encourage us as we see you we see the way forward and that none of us will stop at the hurdle but somehow we will get over it and keep moving because you have called us forward you've called us heavenward and you've promised us our lives will make a difference we will be a fruitful people as we connect with you oh lord i pray that experience in each of our lives in jesus name amen amen may god bless you in 2022 god bless you.